You're now listening to the Stronger Inside Podcast, where we break down all things regarding health, fitness, and wellness to help you improve your mind, body, and environment. And now, your host, Wayne, a.k.a. Workout with Wayne, and Ernest, a.k.a. Mr. 100 Pounds Down. Welcome back to Stronger Inside Podcast, episode number nine. Yeah, so that, I guess we're going to call our listeners the insiders. That's what we came up with. Uh, if you don't like it, then uh, sorry, because we're sticking with it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're here to give you the inside scoop, some inside tips. So you guys are the insiders, and we appreciate you listening and sticking with us. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh we're coming off of a pretty interesting week last week. Uh, pretty fun week. We, we had our uh, Beat the Trainer. We had our Beat the Trainer challenge. A lot of participants. Uh, we really appreciate everybody who posted their times, their scores, their pictures, videos, and really came out and pushed themselves. That, that, was, that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, it was awesome. I really bringing the, the folks together. So it was good to see everyone going out there and competing against uh, you, yourself personally, <laughs> and competing against themselves, which was uh, was was uh, good to see. You know, some people did it multiple times to try to improve upon their time. So that was, uh, it was good. Yeah. I mean, everybody enjoyed it. Everyone I spoke to, they said they had fun and they can't wait for the next one. So yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. We we actually did ours head to head outside. Um, that was it was hot that day, but uh, <laughs> smoking. It was, smoking. It was a good time. That was that was tough. It was it was not easy. Um, if you haven't seen the video, we put it in our story, and then also it's uh, in the highlights. So if you want to go back and check that out and see how uh, me and Ernest were competing last Sunday. Which was the that was June twenty eighth. Uh, we had a, we had a good time out there. Um, it was tough. It was tough. That's something that uh, maybe the next challenge might not take that long. Uh, you know, twenty to thirty minutes, depending on who you are. Uh, but that was that was not that was not easy. <laughs> right. I think the benefit, like I said, the benefit of doing it with you was the fact that seeing you get through this through these things fast, I didn't want to be left behind. So that, that definitely motivated me and pushed me to kind of go harder. Um, yeah. But then once I saw the other times that were coming in, <laughs> I was like, ah, I got to try. I got to try one more time to break that 30 minute mark. So that's why yeah. I hit it again, hit it again one more time on the last day, 4th of July. Got it in real, uh, got it in real good. And uh, actually beat my time by about six minutes. So yeah, I seen that. That was a big improvement. It was a big mm -hmm. improvement way to push yourself. Uh, so you're saying I didn't push you hard enough. That's what you're saying. The sun, the, <laughs> the sun was beating on your boy back out there. So I think that was wearing me down a little bit more. So I did it when it was a little earlier in the day, a little cooler out. So okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we're, we'll probably do that either uh once or twice a month. We'll come up with something cool, something fun, uh, different ways of challenging yourself. So it's not always gonna be as uh uh cardio dominant because a lot of those runners were able to put up some pretty good scores there, but you know, never know. You never know. We might do something more strength oriented and then you might, 
not have the upper hand. You might have to do something more uh, explosive with a shorter sprint or something like that. We just, we're going to mix it up. We're going to mix it up. Uh, and that way we can all become a well-rounded and you can see a point of weakness and improve. And then everybody kind of gets to showcase maybe what they're good at. So uh, that, that's something we're going to keep doing. It was real cool. Maybe next time we'll get an even bigger turnout. Um, anything else with that? Definitely, I think definitely uh, doing something different gets you out your comfort zone. Like something we spoke about in an earlier episode that helps us grow. So, Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because that, that, last, that last run was tough. That last run was tough for me. I'm pretty sure for a lot of people out there. But, yeah, that, that's not my uh, – that long endurance like that you know, coming off of the 20-minute mark and then going to do another almost mile or whatever. That's not really my <laughs> my place of uh, my strength, but it was, it was cool to see and uh, definitely look forward to the next challenge. So everybody from friends and even our families got involved. Uh, my mom actually got out there and did hers. She, she does uh, train with me on my app, but she got out there and, and competed as well. I don't know if you've seen on the story. I have, my son did a little mini workout. He right. got out there and got after it. What about you on your side, Ernest? My wife, uh, my sisters, Asia and Sadie, and then a couple of my friends got out there and participated. So I appreciate them. Cool, cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we got another topic today. Uh, last topic was the scale and dealing with anxiety and understanding how to track your weight. So we got something that'll tie in loosely. Um, Ernest, what, what do we got today? So today we're going to talk about the truth behind weight loss companies and do they work? Yeah, so that's a good topic. Uh, we're going to split this episode into two. So there's two types of weight loss companies. There are the major players like the Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig's, and those type of companies. And then there's also some of the more uh, product-based, uh, which you call the MLMs, multi-level marketing companies, AKA the pyramid schemes. And we're gonna talk about those on the second part of this episode. So you guys will get that second part on Thursday. We split this in half. We don't wanna, uh, we don't want these episodes to get too long. <laughs> So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna split this topic into two because it, it did go a little bit longer. So we hope you guys enjoy it. So when we say weight loss companies, uh, there, there's two categories. Uh, we'll, we'll start off with the main category. When you think of weight loss companies, what comes to mind for you, Ernest? Um, you said it. The Weight Watchers comes to mind. Actually, they're called a WW now. Oh, you're right. You're right. I, and I knew that. That's my fault. WW comes to mind, you know, because we don't want to stigmatize what we're doing out here, right? Yeah. So we, uh, we I might get a deal with them. I need to look into that. Hey, look I into might, it. I might do some oh, cross branding. I, I see. What, yeah, see what you did there, Mister Washington. Oh, yeah. Man. So, so uh, probably, yeah. probably not after this episode. <laughs> Oprah, Oprah gonna have some things to say to me. Uh, Weight Watchers comes to mind. Nutrisystem, like you mentioned, because uh, they advertise on a lot of sports shows. They have Nutrisystem for men. Yeah, so we, so we, I see. I see that a lot um, on ESPN and things like that. Yep. Uh, P not P, uh, not P ninety X. I'm sorry. Um, e, EMP one eighty. 
Have you heard of that? Say it again. EMP 180. What does that stand for? Uh, I wish I knew, brother. <laughs> but no, so a, a lot of a lot of people. So I listen to sports talk radio a lot, and so a lot of the they that's one of the things they promote. So EMP 180, and I, I think there's a a spot in Woodbridge that uh that supports that. Okay, I have never personally been involved with one of these uh, companies. You know, in terms of being a consumer. Uh, as a membership sales consultant and manager, you would think working for a gym that it would go hand in hand with these companies, right? You would think that, hey, we all have a mutual interest, help people get healthy, help people lose weight, right? Correct. So, we, you know, we would do different things. The gym I was working for at the time, we, we, they would always want us to kind of hand out uh, what it would be uh, the, these vouchers for free weeks, you know, seven days free, basically just lead generation. That's what sales jobs are. And then after that, it's just a numbers game. I would have uh, lead boxes at a lot of places in the area I was working at. So I had good connections with some of the businesses and whether it be a, something like a tropical smoothie or uh, even like massage, massage places and just different things that were kind of in the ballpark of health fitness. Mm-hmm. It's a connected service. It's in the same ballpark, right? So that's what I was thinking for uh, some of these places like a Jenny Craig or a Weight Watchers. And that WW. really was <laughs> WW. Uh, that really wasn't the case when I went to speak to these people. I went, I went to speak to the, to the managers or the, you know, some of these were uh, possibly franchises, but it was more so... Uh, Sure, it it wasn't it wasn't a super warm welcome. I can put it that way, and it just didn't see. It seemed like introducing exercise to their consumers, to their to their members or clientele, was not something they were super ecstatic about. Mm. Uh, that was that was something that first kind of threw me off a little bit with the, with these groups. Um, and I've been a lot of places w w within that job and really trying to just generate leads for the gym and just find people that were close by, uh, people that were, that were close to the, to the health fitness field. Um, I mean, I had spoke with uh, a group of people who were doing their, their group therapy for bariatric surgery at a hospital, um, just a lot of different things, right? And what I would find was that they just weren't all about exercise, you know? And it was, it was more so about very limited, restrictive dieting. And that's where some of these places come into play, because when you think of these companies, you don't think of exercise. You think of celebrities and you think of uh, restrictive eating. And I know some of them, they, they've done a lot of rebranding over the years. They, they, they rebrand every five years. They find different ways to stay uh, to stay afloat and to stay relevant um, because the, the industry will go over some numbers. The industry is booming because like on our episode four, if, if, if 47%, 42, 42, 42%. Yeah. If we, if we are, if we are that large as a nation, then that means people are looking for answers. Right. And if they're looking for answers, they're going to these places and possibly finding solutions, possibly not. Um, so let's start, Right, let's, let's look at the industry as a as a whole. 
the top the top people would be the top brands would be WW International, which was Weight Watchers, Nutrisystem, Jenny Craig, Metafast. That is a billion dollar industry right there. Um, and it's growing and it's growing. Take Nutrisystem. Um, there's a health and fitness company, Tivity Health. They acquired Nutrisystem for $1.3 billion. <laughs> so this is this is this is this is big 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 this is big business this is a big industry and kind of weird if the industry was booming like that you would think we would have less obesity in this country but we don't uh who are these people attracting so so when i like i said when i hear these companies i hear um the commercials like you mentioned so uh you know whether it be they approach which they have changed now where they're approaching men more or, or looking to advertise to men a little bit more. Um, and the reason why is the average age of most of these weight loss programs are members are mid to late forties. That's, that's what it is. And they're majority women. Right. There were, there were, now there was a time I, when we started uh, going over this, uh, I started thinking back, there was a time when I did, Weight Watchers, because it was called Weight Watchers back then. Oh, so you men. did. I did do Weight Watchers for men. I, I didn't remember it because it was such a short period of time. But imagine I'm, that. Why is that? Why is that the title? Weight Watchers for men. Yeah, I don't know because I guess they were trying to pull us in, right? And yeah. I believe the reason—not the reason why I did it—but um, one of the things I remember was Charles Barkley was doing it, <laughs> <laughs> and Chuck and Chuck had lost weight, so I was like. I think my wife was might have been doing it, and my or my mother was doing it. So I was like, maybe I should try something, right? Yeah. And I gave it a couple of days, and I was like, this point system was, it was crazy. It was kind of confusing, and I was just doing it online, so I did, I wasn't going to the meetings that they had. And, oh, uh, so you didn't buy in? <laughs> did not buy in. I gave I gave them like sixty to sixty dollars probably. Oh man. That's, that's that's that was that was the extent of it. And I was like, this is this isn't for me. This isn't for me. Like I don't know why. I get 15 points or 12 points a day and you know yeah, uh, yeah well, well they they have a, they have a different way of doing things and and let's get into that so you mentioned Charles Barkley when we hear these places a couple of notable celebrities you've probably seen that that have advertised for these companies of course numero uno the queen bee yeah <laughs> oprah oprah winfrey she is the the, the queen of uh, WW Weight Watchers, you know, that, that she's known for that. Um, then after that, that company and other companies have approached people like uh, DJ Khaled. You've seen Marie Osmond, Adele, Christy Alley, Jessica Simpson, Jennifer Hudson, Jason Alexander, uh, George Costanza, if you don't. Yeah. 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 Even what's George. The, what's the deal with losing weight? That's Jerry, man. But that's the show. It don't, don't work. <laughs> No. Nah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Even even George Costanza was out there trying to drop some LBs. And he did. You know, Sharon Osborne, uh, she did Atkins. And then this is one that, that kind of threw me off. Uh Felicia Rashad actually uh did Jenny Craig. That's Claire Huxtable, if you if, for those younger listeners. Uh. Yeah. So what happens is people are drawn in by the celebrity aspect and they can say that this person is doing it then this probably works for me. 
it always kind of throws me for a loop that somebody who is a celebrity would need a program like this because you have, you have a lot of resources when you are rich and famous. So you can hire, whether it be chefs, meal prep services, uh, trainers, <laughs> just all these other different things to where the average person, you know, why would you have the same program as the average person? So that always kind of throws me off. And sometimes I'm just a little wary of it, thinking that they're doing it because they know they're able to lose the weight. They're getting a check from it and everybody wins. So uh, right. it's yes. not Go ahead. No, I, I definitely agree. I, I don't know how much of the program they're actually following or if they're doing it at all. It, could they just be collecting a check and losing weight on their own personal trainer, chef, are they really counting their points? Are they really, yeah. you know, logging their things, going to these meetings or doing all well, of the things that come along with the yeah. program? Yeah. You know, well, so, I, think, I think they do the program, but again, it's limited. And then they have the resources to continue those habits afterwards mm. versus the, the average person. We're talking the average American that just doesn't have that. So it, just be a little wary when you see, you know, your favorite soap star trying to sell you a, a new way of weight loss. So uh, let's, let's look at Weight Watchers. What they said, approximately 90% of their, <laughs> of their consumers are women, and the average age is in the 40s. But like I said, business is booming. Uh, membership grew from 3.4 million in 2017 to 4.2 million in 2018, and it's still growing. We can, we can take a look at uh, why. What led you to, to actually try the Weight Watchers for men? Was it that you had tried something previously? How confident were you that this was going to be a solution for you? My confidence level in it was probably low, but that's because it's mainly because I don't know how invested I was really in yeah. the process myself. You know, okay. I, the, the switch hadn't really been turned on in my head. My, like I said, my mother was doing it. Uh, my wife was probably doing it at the time, but maybe some, even some of her family members. And so there was a, there was a community around me that were, that were doing it and seeing success. And so it was something that was, all right, I'll get us a shot. We'll see. We'll okay. see what happens. Okay. And then one of the things that was appealing to me, because I really wasn't a fan of going to meetings and sitting around in a circle, seeing Kumbaya and doing those types of things. <laughs> I don't know if that's what they do at those meetings or not. So, but in my mind, that's what was going on at the meetings, right? Yeah. I feel like it was an AA meeting for, for people who need to lose weight. Yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of it. I've, I've been to those meetings. I've sat and then afterwards I was allowed to speak about, you know, my gym and, uh, do what I was there for, but that environment, I don't really believe is always conducive to getting to the results that you want. Let's take a look at Jenny Craig, Jenny Craig, Jenny Craig. They had 25% more enrollments in 2018 than 2017. And a quarter of the people who joined in 2018 were men versus the 15% the year before. And their average age is 47. And interestingly enough, they said people stay in the program for five months and 30% come back within 10 years. And of course, their, their audience is 70% female and the average member is in their 40s. So looking at these brands, what we're seeing is the average consumer is a woman in her 40s. 
That's really it. Mm-hmm. Whatever the reasons are, I believe they're being advertised to. And unfortunately, the, the answers just aren't there. So I will say this. Um, I'm going to go back up. Yes, they appeal to women. They appeal to women in their 40s. And that's really pretty much who they cater to. You can look at it in the advertising. You can look at that in the color schemes. You can look at it in the celebrities that they choose for to endorse. So that's who their main market is. And uh, when you think of restrictive eating, normally that's not something that comes with uh, uh, masculinity, if that makes sense. When, When you watch a yogurt commercial... It's not really men in yogurt commercials or cheese and crackers commercials. Uh, you don't really see those things. I mean, when I, when I speak to people about food and there's just different language per gender, uh, men usually don't use words like grazed and nibbled and these other words. Yeah, nibbled sounds weird coming out of your mouth. Yeah, but, but men eat. <laughs> they do. You know, they eat or they snacked maybe, but these type of words, it's it's because of, uh, toxic stig- masculinity. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it is the the stigma <laughs> of of overeating. Okay, and so when you speak in in words to in, to really convey that you're not overeating, that's where that comes from. Okay, that's where those words are. It's it's hey, those words say hey hey hey. I didn't I didn't binge. I didn't indulge. I just had a little bit. Mm. But as we've talked about before. If you're eating foods that are are uh, not nutrient dense and and they're just packed full of calories, fats, and processed uh, carbohydrates, it doesn't matter if you eat a small amount. It's just still going to feel the effect, and at the end of the day, the calorie count is going to be high, right? Correct. So, I mean, you can you can eat three tortilla chips with you know two scoops of guac but then if you're doing that throughout the day and you eat a a bite-sized Kit Kat you know it all adds up so really that that's the difference and that's why men don't really kind of go to these programs because it it, that's that's the thing that's that's the difference that I see within just kind of the language that comes with food and relationships with food when it comes to gender Uh, do you think society plays a role in that too like do you think bigger men are more acceptable in society. That's why no. these companies don't. <laughs> All right. No, that's just no. Are bigger men more ex- acceptable in society? Right. So uh, like, like we talked about in previous episodes, a lot of times we see women who advance in their careers and things like that tend to be more fit, but men who advance in their men who are, have make more money, not aren't necessarily that doesn't necessarily correlate to being more fit so is it something in in well this- it does just not in our community if we looked at the numbers okay so is it okay so maybe maybe that's maybe i'm seeing maybe i'm thinking that because that's what i'm seeing more often is that larger men i think to, you well, don't aren't really look don't aren't really looked down upon quote unquote or you know aren't really being their size doesn't normally hinder them in professional life to a certain degree. Well, that might be a whole different topic, dog. <laughs> uh, so you're saying that that bigger men are more acceptable in society than bigger women. I'm 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 I'm, that's, right. I'm I'm thinking that maybe that's their mindset to why they're not 
promoting these programs for men as often or they're not or men aren't well aren't gravitating towards these programs where it's i mean they make they're making billions of dollars mainly off of women 70 percent women so yeah you know why aren't men why aren't why aren't the male dollars going to these programs um because because men are men are overweight too yes men, men are overweight and through my experience um men are stubborn meaning <laughs> that they are they are less likely to take direction from another person when it comes to health and fitness i feel like you're talking to me well it's true i mean that's why i train <laughs> that was yeah. whatever the number is 60 it's, it's always going to be more women than men mm-hmm. and, and the reason why is because now, when it comes to exercise or when it comes to uh, taking direction, men are stubborn. Um, when, it's not to say that, so for, for instance, on, on average, men have played more sports than women, on average. Okay. And when you have that type of experience, even if it's at a very low level, you know, even if you just get, made it to JV football, you feel as though you have some type of exercise experience, some type of weight training experience that is going to allow you to uh, get yourself to the place you want to get to. But that's not true. I mean, you can't take information that you had when you were 15, 16, and now you're 100 pounds, 80 pounds, 50 pounds overweight. I think that you're going to kind of pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You're not you those people don't want to work with a professional, whether that be a nutritionist, whether that be a trainer, whether that be even going to the doctor. You know, people talk about well, the, the guy doesn't want to go to the doctor as much as the woman. It 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 is a is a mentality thing to where somebody's saying, Well, I'll tough it out or I'll figure it out myself. Um, I do things with the app and logs, and you know, whether it be, hey, do these stretches or do these things. Uh, what I've seen. A difference between men and women some men will try to memorize some of the stretches and do them and then i'll be like hey are you doing the stretches oh yeah yeah i knocked them out so why don't you just check it off so we both know you're doing that and it's accountable you know you're right. doing the program right it's like one of these things whether it be going to the meetings whether it be going to uh counting your points or whatever you're involved in a program and for on on average less men want to do that more so than women uh right, right. and then also it's a peer thing if less people around you are doing it in in your in your social circle or whatever then you're right. probably not going to whereas a woman and a coworker and you know her family or whatever is doing it then they pull each other in but now you as a man if you're going to the meetings then you kind of you're a minority. So those, those are the reasons right there in terms of, in terms of the gender. I don't, I don't think it's more so a, a societal thing. I think okay. it's just, it's just a mentality of, of help. You know, we can take it, we can take it to the ask directions. I was going to say before Siri, <laughs> it was yeah. uh, the, the men don't want to ask for directions and the woman's talking to them in the passenger seat. Well, you just asked the guy for, you know, that's the, that's the theme. And that, that's, that is kind of true. Mm, yep you're right all right so the this first group of this first group of businesses what i see from them and i and i did some additional research um 
not just going off past experience, but I did some new research and I went to their websites and looked at the things that they have. Again, you're going to see these pastel colors. You're going to see women in the ads. You're going to see uh, what I see now, which is dangerous. It's, it's just a lot of desserts. Basically, the overall message that I see from uh, the top players, which would be the, the Weight Watchers, the Jenny Craigs, um, even the Slim Fast, they basically are telling you that you can eat whatever you want, but long as it comes from us, because they, they sell their own products, whether it be the Jenny Craigs or the, uh, the Weight Watchers, we're going to sell you our own version of pizza, our own version of uh, cookies or whatever, right? Right. They're saying you buy these products, we're making them at, we're making them healthier, and then you're going to eat on this program, and it's going to work for you. And that kind of goes against a lot of things that we've talked about on all these previous episodes, whether it be the grocery store episode, whether it be uh, things talking about the Western diet. Uh, and, and they have the Weight Watchers has the point system. Uh, Jenny Craig has their own way of doing things. Uh, but really what you're seeing is nobody's really telling you that nobody's telling you to limit certain foods. They're saying that you, you can do these things daily and you will get to where you want to get to. And that's, that's the danger in it. Uh, I went to Slim Fast, and this is a sample day on their website. So for breakfast, it was a Slim Fast shake. For snack, it was celery and carrots. For lunch, it was a pasta. For another snack, it was a parfait. For dinner, it was another shake. And for a snack, it was their version of a, like a, a Reese's thing. <laughs> I wouldn't make it now, to lunch, baby. But but now the thing is, from a calorie standpoint, yeah, you probably are eating less than you were. Uh, you're you're basically with Slim Fast. Their 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 way of doing things is to re- replace meals with their shakes. That's their way of doing things. So yeah, you have two shakes. You've only eaten one meal. You've had two sugary snacks of the Reese's and the parfait, and, and they had some fruit in it, uh, but, and then celeries and carrot. I mean, this is a disaster because it's low protein. It's, it, it's depending on your deficit. And then also the major, the number one thing that I see from these, the red flag, number one red flag is there's no change in behavior. You're consuming chocolate all day. Yeah. It doesn't even matter what the calorie uh, makeup is. It's the flavor. You're you're consuming three servings of chocolate throughout the day. How can you break that habit? If you're somebody who, uh, I mean, really sugar is an addiction. If you are a person who has that type of issue and that is the number one thing keeping you from reaching your goals, you will never be able to break free of that, of those chains. And, and that's the danger. Uh, we'll take a look at Nutrisystem. I went to their went to their front page, right? And they had samples and they use uh all their meals. It was like breakfast, lunch, snack, uh, dinners, right? Things that you could choose from. This is just one page. And of course they have more foods, but these are all the foods that were featured on this page. Tell me if this sounds like a <laughs> tell me if these, no pun intended, is tell me if this is a recipe for health. S'mores pie, meatloaf sandwich, double chocolate muffin, 
chocolate lovers cake mug mix, cinnamon roll, fudge brownie bar, excuse me, fudge graham bar, double chocolate caramel bar, chicken and bacon ranch pizza, Italian sausage pepperoni pizza, milk chocolate flavored pretzels, lemon zest cake, chocolate brownie sundae, dark chocolate, and sea salt nut bar. Well, that sea salt set it off, though. <laughs> so this is, I mean, that was what, like 12, 12 foods? It yeah. sounded longer because all the ingredients right. sounded like I was a, uh, what, Cold Stone. <laughs> I was thinking Cold Willy Stone. Wonka's factory or something. <laughs> right. Like, And this is, this is a weight loss company. This is for weight loss? <laughs> we want you to eat cinnamon rolls and I mean, lava what, cakes. What type of habits are you changing when you're eating this daily? Right. I mean, I was blown away. Like, wow. Okay. Uh, cool. As long, <laughs> so as long, they're, what they're saying is, as long as you eat our version of these things for the rest of your life, you will be. You should be okay. Yeah. Yeah. That. That's. I mean, meatloaf sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Two pieces of bread and the meat. What is that? I think. I think. I think Cole. Cole make those. Cole Brown. Oh man, meatloaf yeah, sandwich. Yeah, Cole Brown was known for that meatloaf sandwich. Do people make meatloaf still? <laughs> Do people? <laughs> Ask the forty-two percent. <laughs> when you see that as a spotlight to the program, that's this is dangerous. Uh, another thing I found on the Nutrisystem website that stood out uh, under the testimonials, there's a post or there was a uh, there was an asterisk that said expect to lose an average of one to two pounds per week. Hmm. Now that's truthful. That's truthful. And where did we hear that? We talked about that last episode when we talked about the scale. Uh, but the problem is we're seeing these people with these major, major, major uh, weight losses, right? 80 pounds. I lost this, that, and the third. And that sounds much higher than one to two pounds per week, right? Right. Uh, and this is what it said at the bottom. All Nutrisystem testimonials lost weight as claimed on a Nutrisystem program. Most are real customers who submitted their success stories to us or who entered our annual contest. From time to time, Nutrisystem obtains testimonials from bloggers or casting call volunteers all of whom have been provided the Nutrisystem program at no cost. Nutrisystem testimonials who are chosen to attend a shoot for a television commercial taping or a photo shoot are paid for their travel expenses and provided a daily allowance for food while at the shoot. Uh, what this tells me is that there are some people who are seeking fame through right. these programs, similar to the celebrities, because now you're on Us Weekly or you're on whatever Sun tabloid in the grocery store as a celebrity because you lost 40 pounds, right? And then you have a story to tell and you have something to sell. So that's what I'm hearing with this, with these bloggers or these other casting call volunteers to where these people are probably somebody who, I mean, I looked at some of the, or excuse me, I looked at some of the testimonials and it's, it's 15 pounds, 20 pounds, different things like that. Not to say that that's, not impressive, but what I'm saying is if you want to lose 20 pounds and you already have the habits in place and you know how, then you very well can do so. It, it's, not, it's not something that's going to take a lot. So uh, 
be careful with some of these testimonials and the, the people that they're choosing to uh, show off um, because a large percentage of people are not getting those, those massive, massive results. Uh, so that's a part of the game right there to take into take in account. But yes, I'm glad they at least did put that uh, expect to lose an average of one to two pounds per week because that is something that a lot of people have lost sight of. Right. And that's the, that's the safe range. Even doing it the, with do through exercise and things like that, one to two pounds is about where you want to be at. Yeah, that means general. you're not in an extreme caloric deficit. It means you're right. not, uh, you should not be losing a, a massive amount of muscle as you're going through this process, which would happen with, which would happen if you are uh, not strength training or if you are not, uh, if you're in a low protein diet. So, so when, when I looked at Jenny Craig's website, they also had the one to two pounds per week. And what they offered, they, they, they really stressed and offered one-on-one -on -one coaching. So they wanted you to be in a support system with the coach. Uh, they, they would give you, I guess it was 30 minute meetings or something like that. And I believe that's really beneficial. There, there's nothing wrong with that. that. That is something that people need. But what I did was I took a look at their, their complete weight loss plan with auto delivery, right? So that they sell their meals as well, right? So uh, this kit includes a variety of chef crafted Jenny Craig menu items. All right, so you get seven days worth of breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, and desserts. So there's seven days worth of food and it's $148 a week. This is per week. Uh, yeah. So now that's $600 a month for one person because they're taking care of every meal. They're taking care of everything you eat. But now, so is this, is this, is this clean food or fresh food or is this all this is processed stuff? This is uh, packaged microwavable uh, type things to where it's, it's sad person meals. Yeah, that's another point I was going to say. So when we're talking about uh, even if so look at Jenny Craig, we're looking at Nutrisystem and looking at the foods, I mean, even in the pictures, you can see it, that food doesn't, you can't tell me that food tastes great. It Horrible. might taste uh, good enough to get you through. And because you know that you're consuming maybe less calories than you would be uh, eating another version of that food, that's enough to get you through it. But when I eat pizza, I want to eat pizza. If I want, uh, let me let me go back. If I want a chocolate lover's cake mug mix, <laughs> whatever that is, <laughs> I'm gonna eat the real thing. Man, you preaching, man. You preaching right now. Because it's moderation. That boy's spitting. <laughs> so, but it's moderation, right? So you right. should enjoy it when it's time to enjoy it. But you're going to sit here and have subpar meal after subpar meal just to get your fix, get, mm. get, that, get that fix, right? And, I mean, even, in the, even in, the, in the verbiage, I mean, listen to this. Chocolate lovers. That goes back to the foodie thing we talked about. Like, right. So you're a chocolate lover, but you're trying to lose weight. Like, you're just... It's how you speak and how you speak to yourself. So now you can, you can say, I like chocolate. I eat chocolate. I like chocolate. Chocolate tastes good. That's great. But when you start telling yourself 
That's, that is an affirmation in itself. I'm a chocolate lover. Right. <laughs> okay. I, I got to have it, you know? Yeah, so like I got, exactly. I got to have it. And it's like, you're never going to separate yourself from these chains of habit because you're, I mean, with these programs, you're consistently consuming uh, recreations of unhealthy foods. And it's not all about calories. And I believe that's something that Weight Watchers has stepped away from. Weight Watchers has done something to where they've uh, added points or taken away points for uh, certain types of foods because they really are trying to get you on board of getting more protein and having less uh, processed things. But at the end of the day, they can't get too far away from it because they sell the products themselves. Just looking at, yeah, looking at the food products that they sell is just something that you want to be wary of because you're not eating quote unquote real food. And when you look at your grocery budget, I mean, if you're going to, and this is seven day week plan. I know they have other plans where you can, you know, do where you can do two meals a day or get five day, you know, they have different ways. So you're not maybe spending all that much that $148 per week, but even then it that, that adds up. And there's a whole lot of food you can get for $148, a whole lot of real food. Right. And there, you don't have to shop at Whole Foods. I mean, even if you shopped at Whole Foods, right. <laughs> you'd be able to get, because this is one person. And for a whole week. Right. For a whole week. Yeah. And, and we're talking about you were able to get some money. Now, if you are a smart bargain shopper and you, you, know, you get certain uh, foods from Aldi and then you mix in your other grocery stores and you get your, your value club on, there's no reason that you cannot save a lot of money eating real food. But what happens is there's the, there's a, you have to prepare it yourself. You have to make decisions yourself. Right. And I could understand how somebody could say, I'm not good at that. I'm not good at making those decisions myself. I'm not good at preparing food myself. So I want to start one of these programs. And maybe, maybe if you're using it as a jump start, that's great. And then maybe you, you can graduate to doing some more things on your own. Mm-hmm. I would hope that would be the long-term plan if somebody is currently doing one of these. Um, Do these companies promote graduating? Or can you be, I, that, or do, that, are, are they promoting lifetime membership? That I do not know. Uh, mm-hmm. I would assume they are in the business of staying in business. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I don't think they want you to leave so much. And they know that because you are, think about this. What's the phrase? You can't teach an old dog new tricks. Right. So if you're 40 years old, you set in your ways. You you kind of set. So yeah. really, what what happens is you get a short term uh, change, short term lifestyle change, short term. You know, will there be two weeks, two months, and then what happens? Your old friend comes back, and your old friend processed food, your old friend, uh, whatever it is, and you're back to eating chocolate lover cake mug mixes. You know, and and that's. That's the unfortunate part about it. And that's why you do see the uh, reoccurring membership in a lot of these, these programs because your, your habits aren't changing at that age. And that's something I've noticed in my own personal training. That's why I have to really pick and choose what we're going to work on because not everybody, you just can't give people meal plans. And that's something we talked about before. Right. That's why I can't just give you a meal plan and say, go eat this. All right. See you in four months. You'll be ripped. There's so many factors that go into <laughs> the decisions that you make, the, the reasons why. So uh, with these programs, they give you a meal plan, but they're also giving you the meals. 
And that's the difference to where now you have no choice but to eat those things. And most people, they able they are able to stick to it for uh, a short term. You know, they're never able to stick to it for a short term of time, but it's just not usually a long term uh, solution. And you've, you've heard me say this before, kind of when we first started. And I said this on another episode. Your goal cannot be to fit as many fun foods, processed foods, uh, comfort foods into a calorie goal. Right. If you're trying to, and that was the example I used before, was if you're trying to see how many Doritos you can eat within your 1,600 calories, you're not going to be successful. And that's really what I see with these, these, uh, these diets, these, these low calorie diets and all these other things, you're, you're still saying, I'm going to eat cinnamon rolls. I'm going to eat fudge gram bars because I have a sweet tooth. I'm a chocolate lover. And what happens is you don't really have that long-term change. So if, if you can change your thinking and say, I'm going to work towards having better habits, more real food. And then every now and then I can have a treat and then by all means have the real deal. <laughs> You're gonna you're gonna have more fun with what you're doing, I believe. Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. Yeah. So last week had a good week working out, eating right, doing the right things. Everything was was moving down the road, progressing. Yeah. Spend a, spend some time with the in laws. You know, my mother in law cooked. Food was good. We ate we ate well. And for whatever reason, something was on. I was like, I want some ice cream tonight. Yeah. I was like, I want some ice cream tonight. There was no way I was going to get no low-fat, dairy-free, none of that. I, I want some ice cream tonight. Yeah. And so on the way home, made a stop, picked up some ice cream, ate some ice cream. Didn't feel didn't feel bad about it. Didn't feel guilty about it because I know I did. Like we talked about, I did everything else I needed to do. Yeah. I can do that. And then when it was time to get them to 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 weigh in on Monday, I was I was down a pound still. You know, I was still. So that, so that, so that one bowl of, I mean, I don't know how much you had, but that one bowl of uh, ice cream didn't blow your whole week. It, you know what, Wayne? It did not blow the whole week, and it was so, the it real deal. And, so and is, I, is, I got is my that a myth? Is is that a myth? I, I believe we just busted. <laughs> is that a myth bust right there? <laughs> are people? Are, is one bowl of ice cream really blowing people's whole weeks? Probably, should not be. Should not probably be. not. Right. It's not a should be. If we look at the numbers, it it doesn't. Right. So, so I'm I'm glad to hear that. Uh yeah. that that's a lot of growth and progress, but also uh, that's something that I really try to explain to a lot of my clients. Uh it should be guilt-free. Yeah. Now the reason let's say you said that was a weekend. Yes. So let's Saturday say you had a terrible night. week and mm-hmm. you skipped three workouts, you went out to happy hour with coworkers one time. And then this same Saturday, you chose to eat ice cream again. How would you feel after eating it? Probably wouldn't feel so good about myself. You Probably. wouldn't feel like you, right. and, and, I, and I'm really not a big fan of saying you earned food. Right. That's not something that I would, the terminology I want to use. But you would be able to just say, I'm guilt-free by eating this. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is great, man. Just to hear you say that, to say, I ate it. It was over. I enjoyed it. And now I'm back to doing what I'm supposed to do. Right back to it. Monday morning, I got up, went for a run, yeah. did my workout, and it was, you know, we and, moved and on. And tell me that's not better than buying a, a Kit Kat bar 
and eating one <laughs> one fourth <laughs> every day. Like, I just gotta get my fix. I'm gonna eat this one fourth of a Kit Kat and then come back the next day and eat one. It's like if you gotta do all that, you might as well just get get rid of the habit. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And that's another reason why we that's why we bought the small little container of ice cream, eat it, get it done, throw it away, no quart, no gallon, no nothing. Right evidence. <laughs> are you are you Dexter when it comes to when it comes to the ice cream? Just in case Wayne stops by, we can't have no ice cream in the house. <laughs> but nah, so yeah, definitely just eat it and get rid of it. So there's no there's no going back tomorrow. There's no going back, you know, the next day. I want to eat it. And and get it get rid of it. So I'm not so, so the temptation is not there because like we said earlier, if it's in the house, it's easier access. It's yeah. easier to, to fall back to it. If you have to go out and obtain it, the more likely you are to stay away from it. For yeah, because you know, there's a barrier, and you have to right. actually make a decision. You got to put shoes on, and <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that, good. That's good stuff right there. So we really want to uh, we really want to work towards guilt free snacking. Right in terms of just today is my son's birthday and we didn't do a cake because we're going to do something on the weekend but uh he had us a small donut he had two donuts and he wanted me to have some and i was like yeah i'm good i'm fine but he was like no taste it is good and i ate i ate a bite of the donut (gasps) oh no (laughs) now because i have some things that i'm actually working on right now uh, normally I would just eat the whole donut. Like he, there was a second one I could have ate it, but I let him have it. But really what happens is what I'm saying is I don't feel bad about these things. Right. I, I'm not feeling bad when I'm snacking because it's, it's, uh, it's moderation. So if I'm going to go to a cookout on the 4th of July and I'm going to eat a grilled hot dog and then everybody's going to gasp and go, oh, you eat that? Yeah. Twice a year, <laughs> you know, and you kind of alluded to that, you know, when you had made your changes in front of maybe some uh, coworkers, other people where they're, they're trying to wonder why you're still eating something because right. you're eating in moderation. So what happens is with these programs, people still aren't practicing moderation because they're eating these circus foods, what I would call them, because you're, you're getting this feeling you're, you're getting something out of these foods. Like you, you, when you go to the circus, you are wild and you're like, wow, this is exciting. There's lights, there's clowns, there's sounds, right? Right. That's what happens when you go get these foods. It's like, I'm having a boring day. I need to get Cold Stone. I need ice cream with M&Ms on top. It's got colors. It's got salty. It's got sweet, right? Right. It's the same, yeah. it's the same, same thing. thing. Yep. Do, you, do you need to go to the circus every day? I do not. I do not. Well, you should. You shouldn't need to eat these things every day. Right. And uh, that's that's kind of how I look at it. But when you go once a year, hey, have 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 a ball. Have a so, ball. Yeah. So uh, looking looking at those programs, I would say at the end of the day, when when we look at those, do they work? Yes. And I will say this. I will say this is the reason they work. When you believe in something, you will do it. When you do it with belief, you will stay consistent. When you're consistent, you get the results you want. Mm. It's really, and you can apply that to anything. Right. So the initial 
the, the initial requirement for success is belief. You have to believe that it's going to work. I mean, when I asked when you tried the WW for men, you said, eh, not really. I, I had a low belief. So if somebody else knows a friend who's used a system and they believe that it works because they've seen it works, guess what they're going to do? They're going to have belief in it. And when they struggle, because everybody's going to struggle, everybody's going to hit a plateau, guess what they're going to do? They're going to still have belief that they're going to get to the other side. And that comes from all aspects of life, right? Right. So somebody sees that I train you. Then what happens? They see that you've had success and then they're going to work out with me. They're going to train with me. Uh, and then guess what's going to happen? There's going to be a week where they hit a plateau. There's going to be something going on, but they can go back and say, this guy has success. His other clients have success. You know, they, they're, they can go back and see my reviews, my testimonials. And then they're going to say, you know what? I just need to stick to the plan. Stick to the plan. Now, if they didn't have any of that, if they didn't see any testimonials, if they didn't have any belief in the system, then guess what? They're not going to do it. And that's why uh, a lot of the reading materials I offer, I'm trying to get somebody to believe and not necessarily believe in, I want them to believe in two things. I need you to believe in yourself, number one, which is something that sometimes is out of my control. We talked about that in uh, the episode in terms of uh, consistency and motivation. That's just something that's kind of out of my control at times, but I need you to believe in the program. Never have I had a person who's not had success, who has not believed in themselves, and believes in the program. And I'm pretty sure Jenny Craig can say that, whoever Jenny is. Do we even know who she is? Who <laughs> is Jenny Craig? I don't know if we know who Jenny is. I'm gonna try to find a picture of Jenny. We'll see. <laughs> but yeah, so if you, same thing goes for all these other programs, the Weight Watchers and all these things. If you believe in the program and you believe in yourself, it's gonna work because you're going to, all you need to do for weight loss is to be in a pop quiz, say it with me, insiders caloric deficit that's all you need to lose weight right because yes, the interesting part about all these testimonials testimonials is nobody's talking about body fat percentage thank you for listening to the stronger inside podcast if you're listening on spotify follow us if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then subscribe. Make sure you stay connected with us via social media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Stronger Inside Podcast. Remember, every like, comment, and share spreads the message of health, fitness, and wellness.